How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 69 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today, talking about the A's first round pick in Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, I think I ran by that name, Soderstrom. I think that's how you say it. Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, tell you guys a little bit about him and what to expect from his future. Gonna rant on John Fisher because uh, that's really fun. And uh, yeah, we're gonna do that. Um, that. That's basically the episode. Um, and then on Thursday, we are gonna have uh, a post that goes up actually just in about five hours from when I'm recording this, so midnight on uh, on Thursday morning. And it's gonna be a roundtable from uh, some of the black hosts around the network talking about their lives and this movement and all that stuff. Uh, it's a really important uh, episode that we're putting out all across the network. So it'll be in your feed. If you subscribe to the podcast, it'll just show up in the morning and, uh, it'll be there for you guys. So, uh, just wanted to plug that. I'll plug it again at the end if I remember. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But uh, before I get into anything else today, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us or just questions in general, you want to flower me with praise, I don't know why, but you know you can. Uh, you can email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So uh, that's all for that. Uh, I'm going to get into the A's draft pick today of Tyler Soderstrom. They, the A's had the, uh, the number 26 overall draft pick. And... Uh, Soderstrom was really falling down the boards. I think I saw him like that 12th or 13th overall pick uh, where he was like talented enough to be 12 or 13, but uh, he, he kept falling and uh, the A's got him and uh, we'll, we'll see. There's some concern for sure. That concern stemming from uh, people like uh, Katie Wu. She writes for MILB. She said that uh, Soderstrom is a huge steal for the A's. He's a local high school catcher out of Turlock. We all know Turlock. It's close. And uh, it's about 100 miles from Oakland, as she went on to say. Uh, she says he has a chance to be a legitimate homegrown talent, provided he doesn't continue on with his commitment to UCLA. So uh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Kyler Murray, anybody? Jesus. Um, so, again, I don't follow the draft terribly. I, I follow the draft itself, but not the talent that is uh, in the draft pool. It's not my specialty. There are so many people to watch and uh, all that stuff. It's uh, it's overwhelming to me. It gives me stress when I think about it. So uh, I do all of my research after the draft happens and uh, learn about people that way. And then when they get in the pro ball, watch them there. And uh, it, it's easier for me to focus on stuff like that. It, it does feel like all of the teams that passed on uh, Tyler Soderstrom, they 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 knew something the A's didn't, which uh, that that definitely happened with Kyler Murray, where everybody's like he's he's not gonna sign at all, and then the A's were like hmm, we can get him, and then they did, and then uh, then he changed his mind, but uh, they didn't get draft pick compensation because they paid him money and agreed to a contract, so uh, yay for that. Um, so it has some of that feel to it, but there is also a tweet that went out from, uh, was it Kyle Glazer? Kyle Glazer. Uh, he is with Baseball America. Had to double check that. Just wanted to make sure. I'm like, he's still with them, right? So Kyle Glazer said that he's hearing that the A's have a deal uh, already with Tyler Soderstrom, and it is uh, way above slot. So that's hopeful, but again, nothing is set in stone. He could change his mind and, you know, not sign with the A's at all. Um, so until he is in camp, oh, <laughs> that doesn't even matter either. Uh, thanks, Kyler Murray. You've ruined me forever. Um, 
it, not his fault. Not at all. Uh, he, he chose what was best for him and, you know, rightfully so. Good for him. Go, good job, Kyler Murray. Um, but it, it does feel as though with, uh, we, we don't know with coronavirus, we just don't know what's going to happen with, uh, universities being open, schools just in general being open, elementary schools. We don't know how any of the education system is going to be working. And uh, if there's a second outbreak, are they going to be playing baseball again? Maybe he doesn't want to take that risk. And he's like, I'm going to take this payday and I'm going to come play for the A's. It's close. It's fine. Get a little bit of uh, exposure that way. Okay. Not exposure necessarily, but, uh, you know, just move along his pro career track. Uh, he, He got picked fairly in the first round, you know, not as high as he probably should have gone, but uh, maybe there's some signability issues. But if Kyle Glazer is right, then uh, maybe we don't have to worry about that and we can move on. But back to, you know, what he's about. Uh, Tyler Soderstrom, he is a catcher. That's uh, that's important to know. He's a high school catcher, also important to know. He has a fantastic hit tool, which uh, is good. He has a strong arm. That's nice. And uh, pretty much everywhere that I'm reading is saying he's going to move to a corner. So, uh to which I replied in all caps from the locked on account. No Chapman is going to play third base forever. Um, Olson too, but uh, maybe uh, Taylor Blake Ward of the angels locked on angels podcast. He said that he might go to an outfield position, which I'm okay with. That'd be fine. Um, It could also be uh, maybe they want to do like a super catcher platoon with uh, Sean Murphy and Tyler Soderstrom. That'd be Interesting. Uh, Murphy's a righty. Soderstrom's a lefty. Not bad. I'd, I'd take it. Uh, basically, Tyler... Er, sorry. Uh, Taylor Blake Ward. There's a lot of Tyler's, Kyle's, Kyler's. They're all mixing together. Taylor Blake Ward. There we go. He said that uh, he feels that he will move off of catcher, not because he can't do it, but because his bat is advanced far enough where that'll push him further and he just won't have time to develop as a catcher. So, uh, I mean, if that's the case, do it. Yeah, send him to the outfield. The A's could always use another outfielder. Why not? We, we have a few. Get him and Laureano and then uh, whoever else. Outfield. Done. So that is the quick overview on Tyler Soderstrom, the A's first pick in, or uh, 26th overall pick in the first round. And uh, there's going to be round two through five of the draft uh, on tomorrow. So I will be recapping that. I'll probably record it tomorrow and release it on Friday, or I will uh, record it on Friday and release it on Friday. You'll be getting it on Friday. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll talk about the rest of the A's draft picks and uh, just what I hear about them from there and uh, go into that stuff. Um, I'm also going to do an episode on representation and why that matters. I am not leaving social justice behind because there is a stupid draft. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing that one, too. Uh, I've written out some thoughts on the representation episode. Uh, I want my wife to read them first just because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound super ignorant. I want to try and be uh, helpful and whatnot. So I'm going to have her look it through and see if I should uh, fix anything. But uh, I will get those both up to you guys uh, pretty soon. And, uh, yeah. So let's talk about some Built Bars. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You know that. I've been saying that for a while. Protein bar tastes like candy bar. Built bar. Um, so basically, built bars are delicious. It's soft and chewy. Do you like nuts? They got bars with nuts in them. Do you? Are you allergic to nuts? They have eight non-nut flavors. There you go. Boom. They cover you in any way you want your protein. And uh, they make it nice and delicious. And uh, again, I, I'm going to keep harping on this. Throw them in the refrigerator. They're delicious. I love 
it, you know, like Snickers, only good for you. So if you want a protein bar that is uh, very low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, uh, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, enter the code Locked On when you check out, and you get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. So go ahead and do that, and then, uh, you know, after the podcast. Not right now. Do it, do it like in, I don't know, six, seven minutes. I, I can rant for that long. And then, uh, then go to Built Bar. Okay, so here's my John Fisher rant. Uh, why isn't John Fisher pleading with the owners to accept the players deal? I know that he'd be breaking ranks and everything, but uh, 2020 could end up being the A's best shot at contending for a World Series. By not playing, that's money out of his pocket. It's okay to be selfish a little bit in this time because there's only 30 of you guys. It's not like there's 800 players or 1,000 players that you know your guys all have to be on the same page, which they're doing a great job of. Good job, players. Uh, the... As we've seen, the owners are all out for themselves and for money anyway, so why not uh, break ranks and be like, hey, this is what's best for my team? And I'm sure that like the Dodgers would be on board with this. There are other teams that have te- uh, squads that are built for 2020 that would love to be, you know, just go, go play. That'd be fine. Uh, and I don't know why John Fisher isn't one of those guys. Uh, say the A's actually won the World Series this year, that would be a huge cash windfall for him, whether or not there's fans in the stands, because uh, people are going to be buying his gear online. That's money for him. It'll get people in the community excited about the team. That'll probably lead to more season ticket sales for next year. And if you don't think that's enough to break ranks on the owners and you know the ownership group and all that stuff, I saw the discrepancy between the players' fair offer that they already agreed to back in March uh, with the prorated salaries and everything, and the owner's offer of 33% of the pay for 50% of the work is around 15 to $20 million per team. That's not a lot. That's, in, that's like one qualifying offer. And I know that those aren't common, but I mean, put that in perspective. Single players make that. It's not a huge amount. That's like two Mike Trouts. No, yeah, two Mike Trouts or more. Two and a half Mike Trouts? Oh, God, Mike Trout's good. Anyways, um, so by no means should the players take this deal because uh, you, you should get paid for the work that you do. If it's 50% of the work, you should get 50% of the pay. If you do 40% of the work, you should get 40% of the pay. That's all they're asking. It's really it. And the owners are like, no, I don't think so, guys. Uh, so anyways, the reason, aside from the March deal, that they should stick to their gun, the players should stick to their guns, is that if there's no 2020 season because the two sides can't reach a deal, that would be that would lead to decreased interest in the game. That's bad for everybody, obviously. But uh, I've expressed my ex- exasperation with uh, baseball owners and all that stuff. And in the last couple of days, baseball writers are also tweeting about their frustrations. So imagine what it's like for those that don't get paid to cover the game. Say, random guy in Missouri or you know over here in Turlock. You think they're going to care about baseball if baseball's not on? No, they're not going to be, you know, tweeting angrily. They're like, oh, but basketball's on. That's cool. And then they're just going to create a new routine. Baseball works because it's on every day. You build a routine around a baseball season. It's at, at least I do. I, don't, I assume that most of us do. And if you take people out of their routines for a year and a half, what, what's to say that you're going to get back into it? You know, like when you want to lose weight or something like that, you're like, oh, I need to start getting into new routines and you, you get into those. It, it's not easy, but if you do it over a year and a half, you're making some progress. You're, you're bettering yourself. And I'm not saying that living without baseball is bettering yourself, but th- there's a certain thing to doing something for a certain period of time that just becomes your new habit and your new routine. And uh, so that's why... 
if you are baseball owners, you do not want that to happen because if you add up the pandemic, public unrest, and the public negotiations, fans aren't going to come back immediately, if at all, as is. So if you take off 18 months, you're really just hurting your own cause right there. So that will hurt their biggest asset, the owner's biggest asset, which is franchise valuations. And I don't think it's going to be like enough to, it's not going to be 15 to $20 million. That's, you know, what they're squabbling over, which would be a break even point. Anyways, it'll be in the hundreds of millions of dollars range. It'll go from, you know, a $2.3 billion franchise to a $2 billion franchise. I know, but still that is a huge deal to these guys. I would assume. Um, so, I mean, this is how I would be thinking of it as somebody who went to school for business, but, uh, you know, I don't own a team and I wasn't given hundreds of millions of dollars. So what do I know about how to run a business at all? (laughs) So anyways, John Fisher, not the sharpest tool in the shade, as I've talked about plenty of times, uh, he tried to screw over minor league baseball players right before being able to sign guys for the low, low cost of $20,000 per if they were not drafted in the first five rounds. So he's definitely playing checkers and not chess. Uh, I I don't get how he thinks this is the best way to run a baseball team. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, so not to end on a down note, but uh, I got to read this tweet from Bob Nightingale because Jesus Christ, this guy. So as as I talked about in the first part, uh, the MLB draft is today. And he tweeted about the Cubs drafting a young African-American man named what's his name? Ed Howard. And uh, so so Bob Nightingale tweets out, The Cubs draft Ed Howard, yes, showing action instead of hollow words. He he thinks that we fixed racism through one baseball draft. Not even a whole draft. One baseball draft pick. Also keep in mind that uh, the Ricketts, the owners of the Cubs, uh, their whole family is a bunch of Trump supporters. So, uh, you know, maybe they were just going for the best player on the board and not making a political stand or a stand on Black Lives Matter whatsoever. Maybe they were just like, hey, this guy is good at fielding baseballs. And uh, shortstops usually can either stick a shortstop or go to third base or play in the outfield, or they're versatile. And people who play shortstop are uh, probably the best players to pick because you can use them anywhere, and uh, if you don't need them there, then you can trade them. And, but no, no, they definitely solved racism uh, through that through drafting a uh, young African-American shortstop. So uh, good, good job, Cubs. Uh, I guess we can, you know, get out of the streets and all that stuff. And uh, I'm joking. This is a load of horse shit. Bob Nightingale is never right about anything, and he should really not talk about politics. If there's one person that should stick to sports, it, it's him. He's not good at this stuff. He's not a, a thoughtful guy. He he will just spew out stuff. He's like, hey, I got this story. Uh, or, the, you know, sources tell me. I think he has voices in his head. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, we need to overturn everything because uh, the people that have been in baseball forever. Also, one last thing. I tweeted about this yesterday, I think. And uh, stop saying the MLB, the Major League Baseball. That doesn't make any sense. That's not a thing. I see people with blue check marks that cover baseball saying the MLB. And I'm like, how do you have a job in the sport? (sighs) Anyways, so yeah, we're going to stop right there. 
So please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And also, uh, if you subscribe to the podcast, there is a special Black Lives Matter podcast coming out tomorrow. Uh, That is the only show that should be coming out across the network. That's why I tried to get this one up for you guys early. Uh, We are taking Thursday off across the network so that that, their their voices can be heard. So uh, please give that one a listen. Uh, It is a little longer than our usual 15 to 20 minutes. So, uh, you know, sit down and have a cup of coffee. Um, Yeah, that's going to be it for today. So get out in those streets, Oakland. I will talk to you guys soon.